This is Wednesday, and you know what that means. A-E-W-T-F. What does that mean? And how many people on the roster do the Destroyer? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to put over the PWG library. I just think that people got fooled by the blood and girls bleeding. Oh, man, those guys are awesome. And welcome again to AEWTF Podcast. Um, it's Saturday, probably for you, uh, is when this comes out, so you know what that means. We're going to talk about Wednesday, and you know what that means. So we are going to be talking about the latest episode of AEW Dynamite from March 31st, uh, 2021. Uh, I watched the, 20, um, the t- 2021. Oh, so, so this is this awkward. Is awkward. The fans should have gave it away. Actually, there wasn't even fans last year, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been over a year now since uh, lockdown. Yeah. Um, so the opening match, we get to see Christian Cage finally in action, Frankie Kazarian. I don't have a ton of notes on it besides I loved it, and I thought it was exactly what it should have been. Uh, I was uh, – I was when they said that the TNA ladder – the ladder match in TNA – happened 13 and a half years ago how how fucking (laughs) old are we (laughs) (laughs) like i i didn't realize tna was had been around for tna's been around forever at this point seven 18 years 19 years at this point jesus christ like well cash you remember we used to buy the weekly paper when it first started yeah we were yeah we used to get all the weekly shows like yeah i which was a good, that was a good format. I forgot that existed. Like that's not a, like a ten bucks what was it, like ten bucks to, or oh, ten bucks or a, a week yeah. or was it? A, but like yeah. we used to get until, a couple other people until you realize too. it takes until you realize it takes seven or eight months for the pay per view companies to pay them, so they're going six or eight <laughs> months without any income. Yeah, is that yeah. true? Yeah, it wasn't a great wow. setup for them. Yeah, that sucks. Now that you say that. <laughs> Plus, they were getting but, uh, like three thousand buys a week. Uh, I mean, still, that's that's thirty thousand dollars, right? That's do you know how much? Do you know how, know how much pay per view satellite time costs in the year two thousand two? Oh yeah, it's true too. So they're probably only getting a quarter of that. Yeah. So I, I can't believe you thought Dra- this match. Draven, was, you think? Okay, go ahead, everybody, go ahead. Yeah, Draven. What the do you think? The thing that stood match, out most case. about this match to me is they went twenty minutes straight uninterrupted with no picture-in-picture commercials, no commercials, period, no interruptions at all. And the reason that was so noticeable is because the rest of the show, they jammed in as many commercial breaks as possible, but they let Christian's first match back be completely uninterrupted, which was pretty cool. Mm. I I also, another reason, like I kind of, before we went on the air, said that I liked the show, uh, I I didn't have enough time to watch every single match, so I had to skip one, and you'll know (laughs) which one it is, is... Yeah, everyone's already laughing. They know. I skipped the Nile Rose match because it's like, I got to get through this so we can do this <laughs> podcast. So that's also probably why this might be one of my favorites. But, go. but uh, Cash, what, you, what were you saying about it? Uh, Jason so, okay. So a couple things. Uh, I, I thought the 20 minutes was too long. Um, like the history of the two guys that has existed completely outside of AEW had to carry a lot of the weight for these dudes to have a pay-per-view main event, basically as the opener, uh, like 20 minutes was just, and then, so as soon as the 20 minutes is up, like, yeah, like Draven was saying, they were pressed for time. I don't know if the match went over, but like they give them 20 minutes to have this big match with 
the history they kept talking about. And then as soon as it's over, like Christian celebrates for a second ghost, like help Frankie up and they're out. Like they're enough of that shit. Let's get, let's move on. As you know, Damn as cash, you know, my not, friend, now you're they had to squeeze in 11 promos and six more matches. <laughs> well, I know, but so I don't know if like Christian and Kaz went <laughs> over or what, but like, I felt like if you're going to give them I, that kind of time, let them go ahead and play out the post-match like emotion and drama and everything. Yeah, that's a good point. Another 40 seconds wouldn't have killed anything. Right. We could have it, cut out funny, something. The structure of it, I'm pretty sure they told him, we're making you guys go a legit 20 when he gets on the mic and says, 20 minutes gone, go to your finishing sequence, and it's only got to be 30 seconds long. Maybe. Because that's literally. That's a raw. That's a real action wrestling <laughs> booking right there. <laughs> 20 minutes gone, and they went to the little finishing sequence. It looked like it was under 30 seconds planned. Uh, oh, okay, go Jason? ahead. Uh, yeah, my, my notes were the, the match was slow and steady with solid work rate, which is what we expected. But like Cash said, the fact that they could mention that they have been at each other for 13 years or, you know, whatever it was, but we didn't get any kind of a – we couldn't get a video package showing that. So if you don't honestly know that history, other than being like, oh, yeah, they're both two seasoned veterans. Which is actually very weird because they're using Impact people. Don Callis is the dude that runs it. Yeah, they, They're using uh, TNA's theme music for Christian. Why couldn't they throw up a clip? That yeah, I thought that was weird. True. Um, I, did, I did like <laughs> the uh, camera angle when he hit the chicken wing and they did the above angle. Uh, yeah, the, cool. And because they didn't use it again, like it wasn't one of those, hey, we got a new camera angle. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to throw this in in every match. Uh, and I definitely appreciate um, it being the kill switch again instead of the unprettier. I just don't like that name. <laughs> like, Same here. Yeah. Yeah. But These two guys, Christian especially, Christian especially, I think is a guy that anyone that's a worker, probably gets more entertainment out of it than a fan because some of the little shit he does between moves and just how slick his transitions are that shit that i know i appreciate I, same i agree like his selling when he got knocked through the ropes i was like the hey, uh good. the <laughs> like, bump no off the top rope picks that up like yes he took that i knew he wasn't hurt at all he took it so perfectly that um yeah. the uh, yeah. ugly Spanish fly in the history of Spanish flies, though. Kazarian's always shitty Spanish fly. He's, he's too damn big to be doing the yeah. Spanish fly, I think. That, that's, that's why it's not the Spanish fly. The flux capacitor, flux capacitor is something that doesn't spin straight like a Spanish fly would. The flux capacitor goes off uh, on an angle. That make, How uh, hilarious that is sense. it that when he was young, his gimmick was, I'm the future, so flux capacitor made sense for the name <laughs> of that movie. And now here we are oh, years yeah. later, and he's old as fuck, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he was a future Frankie Kazarian. That's right. That's why it was called that. I forgot why it was even called uh, that. Oh, um, uh, one thing from the match, it wasn't anything like specifically in the match, but uh, with SCU, if their whole thing is going to be if we lose a tag match, another tag match, we're done. I really hope that the whole story they're going to go with is that Frankie Kazarian wants to go after the belts uh, because they said they were the number one contenders, but Daniels is really hesitant because he doesn't want everything to end. Stop wrestling. So I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. a really good story. Like, just I think, Daniels ooh, having that doubt. just popped in my head. Yeah, what is it? Another idea we could go with is uh, Kazarian just is pissed that he couldn't be Christian, so he turns into a shitbag heel and just loses on purpose, so he never has to team with Daniels again. That'd be great. 
Uh, and I did notice in the intro video, it still mentions Scorpio Sky for whatever that's worth since he hasn't been seen with them. They haven't changed that up. So, Dog, uh, you know how long it takes to switch up entrance videos? <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> from experience here because I do all the videos for Revenge. Um, so Jason mentioned Christian's finisher, uh, the name, and Kill Switch is definitely better. But is it the most easily reversible finisher of all time? Yeah, you barely you, are holding. You gotta on keep to that wrist though. <laughs> like every time Kaz reversed it, I was just like, "Yeah, how has Christian ever hit this thing?" But uh, yeah, thanks for talking me down. I thought that match was really good, and then you guys. Oh, I a mean, bunch of points the match. Now. Like, yeah, it, it was good, two you know? dudes that are amazing workers. I mean, the match was the match itself. Like it's, it's, on its own, was... was great. But I just felt like twenty minutes was maybe a bit much. And it was kind of like a uh, – Kazarian hasn't even been on TV in a while. It was kind of cold to just throw him out there without being yeah. on TV. It almost forced it. I think that's why the TNA references were so much because it was cold. They were trying to make – That's what I was saying. Like probably, the history but... – their history together carried a lot of weight for the dudes to do 20 minutes. Like if it wasn't – they had had nothing. Like, you know, that was the only reason to give those guys 20 minutes. I am kind and, of bummed and, out that Christian's first real match back didn't have a real crowd for it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we all knew Christian was going to win that, right? They're not going to have him drop his first match no matter what. Right, which was another reason why the 20-minute thing was a bit much. I was like, can we just go ahead and get to the, the – like, we know what's going to happen. We don't need this drug out. So, anyway, so uh, the, that was the end of that. Uh, good match. Uh, good opener. It was a bit too long. I'll agree on that. Um then we do, of course, Jake Cargill talking again because that's what she does all you the time. Over Darby get the promo already. Yeah. God. Darby, oh yeah, Darby. Darby See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like that. That Matt Hardy thing mask was creepy as Disturbing. hell. So I like this. Yeah. Uh, I do like and, how creative it was, and it's they try and let the guys run with their own ideas so they don't get the sameness that WWE has with all their promos in the same backstage location and shit. Yeah, doesn't like Darby it. like uh, do a lot of the production? Like he writes it and stuff and directs it. Maybe like all of his promos. I think he, I think he actually even directed some of that cinematic. Yeah, because he's he's a filmmaker wow. and like he's in a band. He does he does all right. sorts of shit. So like, yeah, I think he has a lot of involvement in his promos. We all agree that dude's going to be a. Yeah. Oh, he already is, but is it going to be a? I bigger feel like star? he will be. Like I also feel like AEW just really wishes that this was Jeff Hardy instead of Matt for this, for this feud. Like I, I bet I figure yeah. they really wish they had both Hardys because Darby versus Jeff would make a shitload of sense. Jeff yeah. actually and, just did an interview recently where he was putting over how awesome AEW is for letting guys have say in their own stories and shit. Yeah, I'm so sh- he'll be there. I, soon. I assume Jeff will be in AEW before, once his contract is up. Right. So uh, then we get then we get the Jade Cargill Red Velvet still doing that, and she said, bitch, uh, so. "Did anybody uh, count two promos? Did anybody that, count how many times bitch I, said?" I counted how many promos had swearing <laughs> okay, in it. That works too. Yeah, two promos in a row that said shit. I think we got up to six. Was the total for swearing in all the promos? I mean, AEW is very yeah. cool. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> so edgy. Very edgy. <laughs> Hey, uh, stand out. Man. We have the unsanctioned exhibition match: QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes. 
uh, with special guest uh, referee Arn Anderson. I thought this was chaotic, but it was well done chaos. Um, I actually kind of liked it. The problem is I don't feel QT Marshall is like a good enough dude to be that guy that they're trying to make him. And it's probably because he like he does all that stuff backstage and are trying to give him the thing. And also, whoever that hairy dude was, uh, he's is awesome. A uh, Hercules yeah. Hernandez, yeah, yeah that the, the missing member of the Miracle Violence Connection. He uh, he was is another that... dude that was at the Performance Center for a cup of coffee. Okay, I like that dude a he, lot. I think wasn't he trained by uh, what's his name, Kurt Hawkins, dude that did uh, MJF and. Chris I think so, yeah. Oh, up in New York. Uh, creative is it Creative Rest? Yeah, Creative. Creative. Yeah, Creative Pro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, so I thought the match was fine. Um, it wasn't much of a match. Point out, it was more it, of a... before what they even get yeah. to the match. They got the graphic for the two guys, and as somebody who's been guilty of this myself, I laughed my ass off so sure at how much hair QT Marshall had in the promo picture. Like, he definitely does the promo pictures himself and edited his hair like that. I've done it with my eyes. So. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look at it now. <laughs> I didn't notice either. It's ridiculous. It's almost like a foot of hair on top of his head. <laughs> That's what I need to start, start doing, apparently. Uh, I thought it was a nice touch that they made sure to point out that QT Marshall did not get an entrance. Yeah. Yeah. I was like... I say that all the time. Like, Cody gets a special interest. Everyone else is just, like, already in the ring. Uh, I did laugh my ass off because that punch to Arn Anderson came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it either. Arn took a good bump, too. I didn't think Arn yeah. did a bump at all. Um, I I thought the whole thing would have worked a little bit better if they hadn't already had QT doing some heelish shit leading up to this. Like, if he yeah. would have came out and just good said – just basically what he said, like that promo last week could have existed within itself. It didn't need the, where he tur- like walked out on right. Dustin and didn't show up to help Cody. Like I, we didn't need that to let us know that he was frustrated for just being Cody's friend. Like yeah. that was already established because he, that's it what he been is. It would a better surprise. Exactly. Yeah, been a better surprise if he just punched Arn. Like he finally took that last big step, but he'd already taken like a bunch of big steps towards breaking up. So, uh, and it's hard. It's probably hard to 100th group that formed in AEW. Like, it reminds me of Gang Wars in 1997 for WWE. These are like most if they would, if they would just space shit out, like, we just had this happen. It's, yeah, it's been what a month, if that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I that's the only that's the only problem. If you can have as many groups as you want, whatever, like, that's cool. Because, like, Dre, we were talking in the in our group chat, and like, Draven made the point of like. Well, yeah, but people would, you know, people would have friends backstage and make alliances, and that makes complete sense. But like, you can't just keep doing the big group beatdowns every couple of weeks with a new group. We need like eight war games to finish this up, basically. <laughs> well, I actually think that might be where it's leading. Doing like a TNA used to do the all cage match pay per view, it might be an all war game. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Jason, what what's your call on this? QT and Cody. Uh, so. Yeah, I actually I enjoyed the match for what it was, um, but QT didn't get any offense until they went to the picture in picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, uh, I mean, I I get that they might not know exactly when they're throwing to that kind of thing, but also if you want to make him look and not just be the leader of this group that 
well, I only deserve to be away from you because my other guys can beat you down. Like, let us at least see him do something. Well, no, that's um, kind of how you get heat, though. Like, people want to boo him because he's not good enough to beat Cody without cheating and using other guys. He can't, even, he can't even get offense, though. He should, he's the... <laughs> well, he's, the, 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 isn't the story he's a straight up jobber? Like nobody's questioning that, not even himself. I, I mean, so, <laughs> so that's kind of why it makes it hard for like, I don't. If I was just a fan, I don't know if I would care that they beat the shit out of Cody. Like, uh, the promo last week where Cody said that you know I'm not gonna hook on the figure four. Uh, if I if I hook, not if gonna I hit, hit yeah, crossroads. So, Either he's just saying, like, hey, I'm not even going to try to win this, or he's saying, I don't need my good stuff to beat you. So, like, I mean, I get that, you know, and it makes QT's case stronger, which is a good thing for a heel, because now he does have, like, the truth on his side, but he can turn it and twist it and be heelish about it. But it makes Cody kind of just a dick. (laughs) Uh, And then to Jason's point about the uh, QT's offense, here – Here's what I didn't like about it. So they make a big deal right before the picture in picture about if Cody, if a QT Marshall goes after Cody's shoulder, that's crossing a line and surely he's not going to do that. And you know, whatever. Well then as soon as they go to picture in picture, he starts working Cody's shoulder. So then as soon as they come out of picture in picture, Cody starts back on offense, doesn't ever sell that there was anything working on his shoulder. I, fast I actually have a I have a note here too. He was do, in the early stages of the match. Cody was doing shoulder tackles and arm drags with his bad arm and not selling it at all, which made no yeah. sense to me. Yeah, I fast forward picture and picture. I because usually I hate do, it, but like so. I was just going ahead and watching. And yeah, as soon as it goes I, to picture I, and picture, I, QT Marshall starts working the shoulder. I was low on time too, so I was like, I don't got time for this picture and picture bullshit. Uh, so. I have a note here about Billy Gunn house showing the shit out of getting thrown into the re- the railing. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> he is late fifties, I think. He's in his late fifties. I would yeah, show everything yeah. at that I point. Mean, he looks like he's he still yeah, looks, he looks like he's twenty five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, give like so. The Pinnacle just did this, so we just saw this, but with people that we actually cared about. So like, I just. Again, I just don't give a shit about this. Yeah, I'm with you. How dare you? You don't care about the Olympic boxer that couldn't even get his shirt off? Yeah, I mean, is that the big... Which one's that? (laughs) That's the dude that couldn't get his hand, his cuffling undone when he was punching Cody in the ribs? Harry dude, though, right? No. Okay. No, no. Powerbomb. Yeah. I would say, yeah, out of everybody in that group, I think he's the only one I give a shit about. Yeah. So uh, it was a no contest. Obviously, they're building to another faction versus faction. Well, it and was then... in uh, it was an exhibition. The bell didn't even ring. That's what I think. Like it was kind of a training match that doesn't count. Was yeah. Oh, and then there was uh, the stuff. No Red Velvet came out of the end to stop oh, yeah, uh, yeah. them from crushing Cody's head. Which I mean, it escalated quickly. I will say that <laughs> it did. They were a murder, <laughs> man. <laughs> Oh, this! I didn't even make a note about this, but this just popped in my head. How ridiculous was it that one of the commentators said when uh, that Camarado dude was picking up the stairs, the stairs weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> right. Did he, I didn't catch that. Oh, my God. Those stairs fluctuate uh, between about 100 pounds and sometimes like 2,000 pounds. 
<laughs> but like tiny dudes like Darby that move it like it's nothing and it's supposedly 500 yeah, pounds. Yeah. I didn't catch that either, but I totally... That, actually, that reminds me of... Uh, have either of you guys seen the key for the gold matches that RCW used to do where it's like the treasure box under the ring? You got to get... Of course, I've heard plenty about them. Yeah. So I was in one of them, me and Jugs were teaming, and we all agreed that we were going to make the box seem like super heavy to add a little weight to the match and stuff. And uh, so I take like a full minute to try and drag the thing out and like make a big spectacle <laughs> of how, uh, how much it weighs. And then Jugs just like picks it up and hits trick with it like two seconds. <laughs> well, well, Jugs <laughs> is the strongest <laughs> man in pro wrestling. But turn comes at the end. I couldn't get the key to unlock the damn thing, and I didn't know what to do. So I just picked the whole fucking chest up, put it on my shoulder, and ran backstage with it to dirt. Like, man, you got a spare key? I don't know how to open. Didn't I thought you double stomped it and had to break it? Didn't you break it to get it open? We did five or six of those matches. That was the finish of one of them. So they always worked out really well. (laughs) That was that was the finish. We purposely made the box break when I put Flash on it. He moved. Flash just grabbed the belt. Uh, out. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, real quick, now before we move I've... on, do you uh, anybody does anybody know what that Nick Camarado's nickname is? No, uh, no, I, Tim. I think you'll like him more. He's the Freak Beast. <laughs> the the Freak Beast. That, I don't. All right, I, I don't know. He's the Freak Beast, Nick Camarado. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah. Uh, so like he, it's also freakishly beastly for freaks. Yes. Like he's even for freaks, he's a beast. Or for even for beasts, he's a freak. <laughs> Look, I don't know, man. He's big and he's hairy, and I like him. It sounds it sounds like a bodybuilding yeah, that's, that's exactly a lot what of guys. I of. Yeah. Um, I said you'd like. So him. then we got. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that dude. I, I'm scared of him, so that works. But then the, his body hair is very off-putting. We have uh, uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. That's right. Next uh, in a promo, they're they're mad that they're not getting to work. Why is Ethan so Page? They're going... His debut was in a number one contender for like a fucking title match. Plus, he had a basketball crowd behind him the whole time, so I don't know why he's upset. Plus, these two were opponents in Ethan Page's yeah. first match, so why are they buddy oh, buddy? Yeah, buddy? and yeah. Scorpio <laughs> Sky won that match and got a shot at the T- the TNT title. <laughs> Like, why are these guys bitching? Other than, I mean, they're heels. Yeah, okay, I right. get it. But they're going to fight. They got to they gotta put over that new TV show yeah. to, to make the money from the big show's contract. <laughs> yeah, got to make, make that YouTube money. To, How to awful. The big has any, have any, have <laughs> any of you guys, I know Draven has because Collier was on it, but have you guys watched Elevation? I only watched the Collier match. No. Uh, <laughs> big show? Nope. Is just as good on commentary as we expected. <laughs> I will. <laughs> He's like, he switches between like uh, kayfabe the way a commentator should speak and not kayfabe like you talk to workers in the back talking about selling yeah, and shit. Like it's that. weird. <laughs> and By then accident. every time they show him on camera, he's just he comes across as the fakest person. Like he does this big dumb goofy smile. Like yeah, uh, you need to watch it just to. That's just that. That's just his face. Yeah, but it's like it's turned up a notch or ten. You need to change it. And you know how you know how they used to do the Andre where they'd make him stand on a box to seem even taller. Mm. They do the opposite of that. I'm pretty sure Big Show's chair is like as I low to the ground so. as possible, so he doesn't 
So he's not like ten times bigger than Shivani. Yeah, They're, like the same. It's like he's in like a little chairs. kid's like plastic chair. Uh, then we get more. Uh, so we get Red Velvet cutting a promo. I don't know if she said bitch, but probably. <laughs> yeah, she did. Did she? There was, really? there was either a bitch or a shit in there. Oh my god! And Jade did. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> so then we get a good promo. We get Moxley uh, doing his thing about talking about, and he actually puts over. He does what we were complaining about. He actually puts over his opponent about being big and strong and blah blah blah. With uh, that, I don't know that Caesar Bononi is like a generic creator wrestler. I mean, we'll go right into that match too, but uh, it's like a generic creator wrestler. There's nothing different about him at all, really. Uh, he's Brazilian, uh, that's all he's yeah, got. He's I big guess. and I he has a bad to the bone tattoo on his belly. He's what is the tattoo? <laughs> it says bad to the bone. Jesus. Uh, there is a pretty cool, not it's not cool because of the circumstances, but it's cool what AEW did. Uh, I think his, I want to say his sister, his wife, okay, his needs wife. like a bone marrow transplant. And I guess they were having a lot of trouble with, uh, what exactly, I just know AEW helped out a lot. So his wife still is in, or his wife is here with him, but his uh, sister, or wife's sister, is a match because like familiar stuff. If your sister is a lot of times your match, but the sister was still in Brazil. And they could not get her here in time to donate the bone marrow. And they're doing all kinds of online campaigns and stuff. And then the AEW's legal team is the same as the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they somehow came through and got the U.S. Embassy to let her in the United yeah. States, even though it's locked down and nobody's supposed to come in and all that well, shit. Well, that's badass. Yeah. I thought that that's was really cool. Yeah. Um, I listened to uh, Jericho's podcast with uh, Christian. And they had nothing but good things to say about Tony Khan. They're like, people think he's a money mark, but no, he will say no, and you will not convince him. Like, he, if he thinks something's bad, he'll just be like, no. And it's like, and he's built teams before, like in sports, so he knows how to build a team. He gets veterans, he gets rookies, he gets guys that put up a lot of points. You know, he does the the things you you know need to do to build a team. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty been pretty impressed with the way just Tony Khan handles business, really. I agree with everything you say, but I would also like to point out that the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick in the NFL draft this year because they were so awful last year. So let's talk. Well, he did. He goals. actually, they said he didn't build the, that team. He only helped, but their soccer team, I guess, is where he he, he actually picked everybody, and that was his baby, was the soccer team they have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I, the Jaguars, uh, his dad owns them. Yeah. He just does the analytics she, for them. Uh, yeah. He owns, uh, what is it? Fulham or Fall Fallham Fulham, however you say it. That's the soccer club. No one, no one, no Rumham. one. Rumham. <laughs> Rumham. Rumham. Oh, that'd be uh, so yeah, uh, the Moxley promo uh, and the mat. Like this was one of my favorite segments overall. Wow, because really? I am going to tear this. Uh, really, apart. I love the uh, mostly the promo. Uh, the match was I thought was okay. The sell at the end by Bononi I thought was really really good. Uh, it but was. The, the match was uh, honestly, it's mostly just that the finish and then the promo made it really one of my favorite segments. I like so Moxley is the number one baby face. We all pretty much agree on that, right? Yes. So, why did Adam Page beat this dude last week in like two minutes and it took Moxley like eight to ten Good minutes call. to beat this guy? Fair, 
Fair point. Yeah. Uh, I was going to, my and complaint I mean, was this. At the top and Bonini put himself in a superplex. Like, I hate when the guy puts his own arm around your neck. Yeah. I think I, I like this, but again, I thought, I thought it was too long, actually. I did like the innovative way they got into Moxley's choke there from the pump. Yeah, that was great. Like it. And the, the presence to have your heart, to have the heart be facing the hard cam so you can get that expression or whatever, whenever he realized it and the commentators to put it over. All that was good. So I think you're going to – Draven just made me drop the rating for this match down a couple points. Yeah. Jason? It was the greatest thing ever. Does that help you? <laughs> Cash is like, it's going way up in my rankings again. <laughs> now, um, I, I like that it was more of the technical after we got to see the uh, Moxley. He's just a backyard fighter. He's just a – a hardcore guy and so for this match to not rely on any of the crazy that the, the you know the other week might have gone with uh, I like that I think that finally Dolph Jr. Uh, knows how to sell at least one move because the paradigm shift looked pretty good when he took it yeah it did uh, I, I also like that JR likes to uh, decide to call Ambrose a blue eyed bastard he's been doing that for a little, a for a little while now for what? What did he do to you? Why, JR? Uh, also, Dolph's brother has the best tan in the business. He was tan as hell. I don't know if it's just compared to I do want to put over I do want to put over so Moxley in his promo said uh, he was just rambling, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, somebody's getting dropped on their head, somebody's getting choked out. And a baby face should generally tell the truth and follow through. And in that match, Dolph's brother got dropped on his head and then Benini got choked out. So he did both things he said he was gonna yeah, do. Yeah, good point. <laughs> now you brought it back up for cash. So. Uh, I've changed it. Right. I changed my. I lowered it a little bit, but then I went through, and it my overall show rating doesn't change, so it didn't really matter. So, and then we get the same team task promo is basically the last yeah. Like we didn't need this. Uh, we it just didn't no. need to exist. We've already done it. I get they're trying to get everybody on the show that they feel is important, even if it's 30 seconds backstage to do something that they're not going to follow through with for a few weeks. Yeah. I get it. Wasn't good. Didn't serve any purpose, but I get it. Uh, this, this promo was different. Did you not see hooks trucker? Hat I did like and the fanny pack combo. Who the hell? That, is hook? Although at first <laughs> I thought he had a top. I thought and the fanny pack was another belt. And I was like, did team Taz make it, make another belt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the yeah. STW cruiserweight title. That's what we need to do instead of trying to win these belts when we go to promotions. Just make our own. That's way it. Would easy. be funny if uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks like there was a promo with him and Taz where Ricky Starks was all pissed off because he doesn't have a belt. So then yeah, Taz makes like the FT- FTW Intercontinental belt, and then yeah, we get like four <laughs> or five FTW belts. Um, and then I want to this first segment or the next segment with the Pinnacle or whatever. I just want to say I Okay, I was going to say if you went the opposite with this, we were gonna, we were going to have to fight. Yeah. Dude, it's one of the best backstage brawls I've ever seen, maybe the best. It was so violent for something that was yes. pre-taped like that. So violent. Like it was bloody and just all the props they used were so good and unique and made sense that they were there. It was just fucking I thought the only thing I can knock it down even one tiny bit for is how long did the inner circle just chill and for, a, yeah. for as long as they needed to. <laughs> Dude, but like the toilet thing with MJF was so fucking good and just 
I thought Sammy was going to hit a burning hammer on Sean Spears, like yeah, out of the hallway. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I was like nervous at a couple of spots, like the slamming the door on him and that burning hammer spot. My my note about that was just f. Sean yeah, Spears. If he would have like, hit the burning hammer, I would have went to awshop.com or whatever the hell it is and bought every Sammy merch item there is. <laughs> Does anyone think there's anything else wrong with that? And uh, have any other comments about it? How... It made the inner circle look like a group of absolute killers. Um, yeah. The only, and th- this isn't really a bad thing, it was just a weird yeah. thing. At the end of the segment, there was very obviously a uh, JR voiceover where he had he had to like re-record, mm, I... but it sounded like a like a WWE video game because he he just goes uh, <laughs> Inner Circle is taking out the trash, and then he goes and then he goes oh. MJF <laughs> deserves every bit of this like just very weird recording it like where he clearly had to do like eight takes. Uh, I really like the whole segment too, but do you think that they should have went with they MJF got away without them getting their hands? No, on I it? loved it too. I loved or it too much. It, I mean, I was fine with what it was, but just to yeah. space this out because okay, we well, already beat the hell out of them I and took like the dressing room back. So much more beat downs to come though. It depends. Yeah, the toilet thing was just so good because that's what everyone would want to do to that little fuck. His stuff is heading to it. Yeah, I mean, I, it. It, I was just uh, you know, it would make like you what old school log, uh, logic would be. Let's stretch this out. Let's uh, you know hold off on MJF getting his. But I feel like they're going to just keep escalating the violence back and forth, and then have a big blow off. So yeah, the blow off's going to be huge. I thought it was cool that they did the uh, callback to Tully and Magnum yeah, with the it was broken awesome. wooden yep. chair piece. Even Tully was getting his ass kicked. Like it was great. It was great. <laughs> if they do a war games match between these two, I really hope Tully takes uh, that'd, be, spot. that'd be that would suck for sure. <laughs> well, they don't they usually too. do. How many people do they usually do in those? Five on five. Four. Five on five. All right. I was like JJ Dillon always got thrown in as. But yeah, they'd have enough people; they wouldn't have to do that. So, but uh, then we got our uh, lucha match for the or our crazy spot match for the uh, show, they always kind of there was another promo first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Matt uh, or it's the Marvez promo. Uh, yeah, him back with the Young Bucks. Don Callis comes in, and then uh, Bubba. Who does Matt <laughs> stick around or Nick? It's Matt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, the promos. All right, I liked Excalibur's line about uh, Don Callis living up to his reputation as human garbage. I, was, I liked that line. <laughs> it was a it was a decent. I mean, it was a decent segment. This is. I feel like this has been the Young Bucks's uh, entire gimmick since AEW started. Like they're just always kind of emotionally torn. And are they heels? Are they faces? Like what's their you know? So whatever. It's it's building yeah. up to something. I think they get a good dialogue. At least okay, I mean, well, I'm at least interested I... to see where it's going. So it did its job. And, yeah, and it's just a tease for what's coming up next, kind of. So then we get the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid versus uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. I don't like the Good Brothers, but this I thought this was okay. 
I hate Luke Gall. I know you do too, Cash. There's stupid punches where he puts his hands on his head him. and then gut punches. He does it less than he used to, like hands up less, but it's still stupid. Um, it was a ridiculous spot fest kind of, um, but not out of control. Uh, I still thought it was good. I think like Kenny takes too much heat. I know that he's the cowardly heel, but he takes too many spots, I think, to be the main guy. I wish he would take less. And stay out less, honestly. But um, thought it did its job. It was decent overall. Uh, decent. I thought this was. I thought I'll, I'll go better than decent. Yeah, decent's not the right word. I thought it was really. Good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. A I lot. don't like the good. I don't like. I don't like the Good Brothers. That's what hurt it for me. I don't, I don't me, like them but. either. And I, I thought they did pretty good in this match. Like I thought they did what they they needed to do. Yeah. Did anyone catch the spike bump that uh, Ray Phoenix uh, yeah. took off the bench? Yeah. I have a note on here that his bump from Carl. Like, like he he took like a oh, me or Zach bump from the curb stop from Vance type uh, well, bump. Then on uh, when Laredo Kid uh, did a uh, tope, I think he hit. I think he hit Kenny with it on the outside. Yeah, he went. I've never seen somebody go, when they hit. He went vertical. Yeah, he did. It's a weird right. thing that you and Triple A all the time. It's like this weird oh, angle so it was like delayed on, it was on purpose side. Okay, I thought it was just like he hit Kenny yeah. in a weird way and it ended up like flipped him up. But uh, did you guys catch that they were on the wrong? Uh, they were in the wrong corners. No, I didn't catch it. So like, uh, historically, faces are always on in the corner that the hard cam. So they're facing the hard cam. Right, and they had right. that switch this match. That was just a weird. That was just a little observation, because I said that the Lucha Brothers. Well, you sound like they, a robot, Cash. Unless uh, that they don't even know if their faces are heels because they don't know wait. what corner to go to. Lucha Brothers were in the bottom right no, corner. Isn't that no, they should be in the upper corner where the camera can see their faces the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That, See, for like wrestling, the emotion yeah. for the hot tag, you got to see but, that on the hard cam. I, I mean, it w- okay, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. I was gonna say, if, uh, in like a live event setting, you want the baby faces to be the by the biggest group of the crowd. I mean, it wasn't anything that side. I saw, and I was like, well, that makes this match bad. Like, I just, I just thought it was like a, it was just an observation. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, I think it kind of works because I honestly have no idea if the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid are heels or faces. So, you should have watched what, <laughs> what tunnel they came out of. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Um, I like the uh, the triple splash where they it was it was dumb, yeah, but I loved too. it. Pop- um, I, I I thought the match and was again, really good. You're talking me. You guys are talking me up on now. I keep remembering when you say stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, that was good too, Jason. To me, these yeah. trio flags with uh, Lucha Brothers and when Young Bucks are involved and shit like. This is their version of what the cruiserweight division yeah. was for WCW. It's like their nonstop. At- I, I car also crash feel stuff, this is your know, specialty, like- Draven. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is your gimmick. <laughs> That's right. Who needs yeah. this? Well, I feel like shit. this was more Jason? what I thought AEW was going to be. I mean, me too. I thought it was going to be an alternative. We were going to get stuff, you know, mostly stuff like this. So, what do you think, Jason? Oh no, I enjoyed it. Um, there were a couple of the spots I thought definitely were taking a little long to uh, set up, so everyone was kind of doing that whole "let's stumble around and just wait." 
Um, but I really liked it. And for the most part, I thought that everyone worked really snug. It, it looked like at certain points they did not like each other uh, and were actually hitting and kicking, which could um, be true. Like with, with, uh, with, with well, I don't want to get to the main it. event yet, but I felt the main event was a shoot. But anyway, so let's uh, next we've got uh, the uh, more after the match shenanigans or whatever with um, Moxley coming down and uh, the Young Bucks choosing a side. Uh, what poor Matt? Thirty minutes later, he's still holding <laughs> yeah. his face. Don, that yeah, one slap Don, Don Callis. Callis. Don Callis, he's a shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Young Bucks are pretty obviously turning with the way they foreshadowed it, but did they foreshadow it that way to make us three, think that? 3D chess, my turn? friend. 3D chess. I, I, I <laughs> did not think they're turning, so if so, I, I, I'm a market. I missed it. But like when they saunter out to come to Mox's like, side, like they almost tee him up for a double super kick from each side, the way that they come out and just position themselves. Like They're definitely trying to give off the vibe like I thought that was going to turn on Saunter is what I was getting from it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now, I don't know if they're going to turn or not because if the Young Bucks have a chance to super kick you, I just can't imagine they didn't take it. I don't think they have it in them. Mm-hmm. They're drawn to it. They uh, need then, it. It needs it. Uh, then we get Britt Baker just talking about nothing for no reason. She was putting over elevation. They need to. Yeah, it was one another one of those show. big show needs his money segments. So it's, I think like they've they've got themselves <laughs> in a situation where they're like they had Thunder Rosa go over over, but they well she's gone. She's still no because she worked <laughs> elevation, uh, oh. or dark one of the two. Which is weird. Which is weird because Britt's promo is like, oh, I'm too good for elevation, but Thunder Rosa can waste her time there. Yeah. She's got a match yeah, I don't think elevation. She that she did the promo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just felt like a, yeah, where right. AEW's got themselves. So, like, they put Thunder Rosa over, but Britt Baker is clearly the star and clearly who they want to get behind. So now they're like, uh, uh, let's just pretend like Thunder Rosa didn't. Like, they made the point to have her say that the match didn't matter. Like the who yeah. won didn't matter, which was a good point. Like that's a you know, the, so I mean it makes sense, but it is funny that they're like, ah, we've really got to get get away from the person that actually won this thing. Well, you guys, if if you're not paying attention to outside sources, you're missing out on Thunder Rosa's new big feud with Dave Lagreca, the host of Bustin' Open Radio. He's gonna fight her in Texas on the first of May. Because she's upset that he wore a Britt Baker T-shirt the day after that, that fight, <laughs> and oh yeah, no, that's it. That the is that radio. Been all over the radio all the week. Radio, Grandpa. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have a radio. Is it, I'm sorry. I was gonna say on the AM. Is this your fan fiction? Talk radio. I feel like no. the dumb and dumber radio. Who needs a radio? Uh, that was that was legit. He is a big busted um, open listener, so well. Oh, I listen to it. Every, I listen to the busted open podcast, which is like a condensed form. They give you just a little bit of it. It's because I don't. I'm not getting serious XM because I'm not a grandpa. So, well, I guess the lesson here is that if you're in a lights <laughs> out, uh, unsanctioned match, you do not want to win it because yeah. your career goes nowhere. <laughs> and the next segment. Didn't uh, 
Didn't Moxley beat Omega I, when they I did think a, like, Moxley won, I can't remember who I, won that one. It, yeah, and Omega's a champ now. Did Omega beat Janela in one, I think. I think he did that in the Janela was in that. At least they're realizing that guy sucks. He hasn't been on TV in a while. Pretty great. Look, I mean, it was pretty. You know, he main evented one of their papers Ugh. against Moxley, right? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's just right. let's not just completely shit on Joe Chanel. I don't know the guy. I I I yeah. I. Anyway, him and Chuck Taylor now wear singlets. I, I wonder what that. that's about. Um, but uh, you guys uh, take it away. Uh, some bunny stuff and Nile stuff and Ty- I didn't watch any of this. Yep. So there's it like happened. nine goddamn heels that come out, right? And I realized that I've been on a show with every single heel up there except for Tyler Rose. And that includes <laughs> that Vicky weird. Guerrero. That's really fucking weird. Uh, I would, if I was you, I would start to take things personally, Draven. Jason, take take it away first. What do you think about this this uh, shit? Um. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. it was a match. So I don't <laughs> wasn't I don't have any notes for this. Um. Uh, here's my note. If okay, listen. If here's here's the notes. So if uh, Ty Conte is a judo master, right? Jiu jitsu. No, she no, plus. she's judo. That's what I said. No, it is. She is. You said judo. She is judo. She. Does, yeah, I thought it was judo. She, well, no, she's jiu-jitsu. a blue belt in jiu jitsu, and she's a black belt in judo. Oh, see, I fucked up. There we go. So. So when Sheeta gets in the ring and they're like, oh, she did a judo and it looks so bad. Why would you look at a person who is a black belt, blue belt, whatever, and then just try and throw what possibly would be a move she's going to do oh, wait, later? So, who, so wait, who did one? I, I don't know. I, and, I, I, so I'm going to move on from that. Uh, both of the figures you know what I mean. in karate geese for some reason, but uh, – so they start the opening brawl in this match, right? The bunny and Nyla Rose are on a team. And who's the first person that Nyla Rose <laughs> accidentally grabs and thinks she's about to hit? The bunny. She's so fucking terrible. See, this, I'm glad I didn't watch it. That's why my show rating will be better. So anyway, that happened. Let's I, move like on. The, I like the bunny <laughs> a lot. That's, that's my nose. Yeah. The kendo stick shot she did at yeah. the end was really fucking yeah. hardcore too, which was good. Don't hold back on that. Then shit. we get dinosaurs and that tiny little stupid guy uh, doing a promo about Bear Country. It's they're a week late for the Godzilla tie-in. It came out right. this Wednesday. Why wouldn't they put a match? Yeah, this show? that is weird. Um, <laughs> I, I actually watched part of Godzilla and Kong, and uh, then I got too sleepy. But uh, yeah, I, so Jungle Boy. Uh, <laughs> Is great in the ring. His he yeah. real bad. Yeah, in this segment, like <laughs> you cut you cut out for a second and you go he real bad. <laughs> That's what I said. I didn't cut out. He, <laughs> oh, they need to write for him like they yeah. wrote for his dad's character on nine hundred two hundred. He doesn't say shit. He just does like the rock people's eyebrow. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Uh, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt were both good in it, though. So it was just, but but it was a nothing. Take it back. Take it back. He he was good in it. (laughs) Uh, But it was. It was basically a nothing promo. Okay, then we get uh, the event, which I expected to hate. But I did not. I loved the prize rack. The cheesiness was just enough for me. And I love Sue. 
I thought this match was mm-hmm. really, really good. I like the alien popping out of the thing. I know it's silly, but this was just the right amount of silliness because everything was stiff as fuck. <laughs> uh, I it agree. Seemed, I like from all the stuff, like match. the like you were saying, the uh, prize booth and the just all of that. This definitely seems like it would be a ridiculously fun match to be in. Yeah, the star. The styrofoam pissed me off that he sold it like he went. Actually, clearly styrofoam. That's stupid, but I mean, and then they took my Lego spot, the sons of bitches. There was a good, like, five minutes. I couldn't stop laughing because I noticed Bill Collier was out there in the audience next to, like, the prize booth and the fucking whack-a-mole. And I'm just thinking, Bill's like, man, this reminds me too much of being at Rocky's goddamn (laughs) fair show. Jason, what do you think of this one? Oh, no, I I loved it too. Um, it it made Miro look very strong, even if he did take the fall. It would it basically the match ended up being a three on one for the most he of didn't it. Get pinned. Hold on, Miro um, didn't take the fall though. He yeah, he went through the table. Sorry, uh, wrong note. I guess that's a, a physical fall. He's not right. talking to gotcha. wrestler speak. You gotta remember, he's not one of us. Um, not one of us. Not <laughs> one of us. That's upsetting. Um, yeah, I mean, Miro basically ended up in a three-on-one because Kip was never around, but then he's the one that took the fall, and since Miro didn't even want to be in the fight, that should hopefully yeah, move this be able to dude on to something that. else. I love that Trick came back. I love that his mom drove the van and brought him. That was awesome. Dude, uh, Statlander coming out of the, the claw machine game, she I threw that so fucking, fucking hard. Too. Jesus Christ. You put a picture up on Instagram where there's like a whole outline of uh, Penelope B. Ford's face, like the lipstick and the makeup and stuff has like a holy shit. It was very, it. very fortunate for uh, Chris Statlander that she went over by the claw machine, though, or by the little machine, because she could still be very sitting true. there right now if things if things didn't work out. <laughs> Their hockey table bump was yeah. great. I loved it. And they went like they went right to it. They didn't draw it out. Like, they didn't fight for five minutes. Like just right to it. I'm, ne- I'm never not going to pop for when <laughs> yeah. Trent wears his Scott Hall and uh, man, he looked awesome. Like I he forgot, did. I was like, oh yeah, this dude is jacked and looks like a professional wrestler. Like he just tore his bicep. How the hell can he keep working out with a torn bicep? Yeah. That's why he was gone yeah, for like six he weeks. Still, he looked better than he did when he left. So yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but. The uh, the best friend hug spot that they were let the camera production was a little bit late on doing the zoom or whatever they do that gimmick or whatever. But I like that they brought in the that Chris Statlander or whatever to do it too. I thought it was a great way to end the show too. Like baby faces over finishing a feud, hopefully. The it's crazy because I always harp on how WWE has such a short attention span. So when Statlander got injured, it was almost a year ago, and she was starting a storyline with orange cassidy where she goes around doing like the boop like an alien mm-hmm. and they were like becoming an item so her coming back and i'm like oh, that referencing cool. it and bringing I, yeah, it I didn't forward know that. just blew my yeah. mind i didn't know that either that is cool i knew she was somehow involved with them before but i didn't really remember what but uh this isn't really about this match but it, it just blows my mind that chuck taylor has a melter five-star rated oh, match on his yeah. resume that parking lot brawl Dude, that, might, with, that uh, parking lot brawl might have been my favorite AEW match so far i love that match 
Yeah, Meltzer gave it five uh, stars. I, do, I dig that uh, Orange Cassidy's new music is uh, Where's My Mind by the Pixies. Uh, it yeah. fit so yeah, good over that closing really shot, did. man. I, With Sue Hawk and the horn and uh, shit. I hated that the... Uh, the Mortal Kombat thing was definitely like not an arcade thing. It was, that sucked a little bit. I wish they would have made it more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it I should have been more joking. legit, but whatever. <laughs> it's good they used Mortal Kombat, though, since that movie's coming out and there was a commercial for Mortal Kombat during the show. So that kind of well, thing. It looked like they yeah. uh, Synergy, used a baby. Time they Warner. Had a Synergy. deal with Midway. There was a lot of, there was a lot of Midway oh. games. I think. Those cheap uh, one-up arcades well, at Walmart. So that's what they used for like the one that, uh, that Miro used. But then there was a uh, there was a legit one for Mortal Kombat, a legit one for Killer Instinct, and Primal Rage. Uh, there was no Galaga, so that arcade fucking Primal blows. Rage. Well, also, I love Tony Schiavone's like, no, not Space <laughs> yeah. Invaders. Come on. Uh, another <laughs> thing from Tony, during the Lego spot, <laughs> he like... I would have loved to. I, I would love to see Jr.'s face during this, like, because he must have just been pissed or something. Because Tony Schiavone, like, over-explains it to him. He's like, <laughs> he says something about them being Legos and how he's like, "You ever step on one of those?" And like, Jr. just kind of like grumbles because I feel like he's just like, "What the fuck am I doing alive?" And Tony's. <laughs> Tony just like goes on to expand on how they hurt Same. and like Same. he just keeps talking about it. So I just see, yeah. And then yeah. he started calling his kids brats and stuff. So it was pretty good. So all right, I think uh, we're about rating time, and I wanted to go first because I think I'm going to blow everyone's mind. I give this a sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> Ooh. Was that just because uh, you saw Sue yeah. at the end? And it, Speaking and it of 69, right. Sue was at the end. But I also skipped a women's match. That probably would have brought me down if I would have actually watched it. I, uh, from the look in uh, Miro's yeah. eyes when he was on the hood of the van, he was looking to get with Sue, I think. <laughs> I I like that, too, that yeah, Miro went right? after Sue and they ran and stopped him. Like, I really just – all this was really well, good. So, so that's definitely your highest rating, I think, right? Okay. Yeah, by far. Uh, I gave it a overall a, and I started doing what you guys do, where I it, give each individual thing a rating. Uh, so my overall rating for this one is a forty-one. Well, that I mean, I'm using your guys' system, all right? Right. Draven's normally the highest, so I want to hear his last. Jason, what you got? What do you got? What? <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, I I liked everything. Other uh, the tag women's match was not uh, enjoyable, but overall the matches were. Wow. Um, I gave it a seventy. <laughs> I see your sixty nine. I'll raise your one, buddy. Gross. Wow, that's crazy. He's gonna put the pinky in. What? That's what he's saying. <laughs> I went through and I did the rate everything, and then I went back and added a few points because that ending shot with the baby faces doing their thing, rocking out to that Pixie song, and it's like the ending baby faces finally get over on something that WWE never, ever, ever fucking lets their baby faces do. 
I gave this episode wow, a 73. Cashier, the lone man. Yeah, I wonder what my rating would have been if I would have done it my usual way. Because it would have been 100% influenced by like that last match. So I probably would have given it a close to the same thing you guys did, but averaging it out throughout the show, well, yeah, 41. I'm sure that women's match. Was uh, the women's match was real so low probably- for me. So that definitely did some damage. Uh, just a couple of the promos. And then I wasn't, I didn't like the Cody and QT Marshall stuff. So yeah, there was a few things that drug mine down. This is also my highest rating for a show. Beats out the Shaq one by two points. So um, I just love the, um, it felt, the whole show felt attitude era-esque, but there was so much chaos, like that backstage brawl. And then like this, the main event was very chaotic. But like that backstage brawl and both so stiff and like brutal that I just that that sells a match for me. It can be whatever as long as it seems real and brutal. That's what I love. So yeah, the backstage, the, the pinnacle thing, especially like usually you don't get it's weird be- backstage segments that seem legit, and this was like above and beyond. It blows my mind that uh, so every wrestling promotion in the history of wrestling has done some kind of taped TV shows. Normally the spoilers get out, whatever, but like no matter how hard you try, you can't keep the life in your product in a taped show. But this show and the last one they taped that had the women's hardcore match both definitely blew me away. Like they're doing great and they're doing great on fucking tape. That's, taped very, episodes, that's very true. Crazy. Because I know a lot of shows like would go live just mm-hmm. because they were struggling and they needed to go live and they're able to pull it off now when full crowds come back and they're taping in front of full crowds that could change because the it could get out a lot more you know but well no, when oh, the crowds okay. come back yeah, they're gonna do I think live the setup's just for the convenience but like you know the setup for that, that setup for the arcade anarchy match you know that took a while like they probably didn't even film that match until like 40 minutes mm, after whatever point. the last yeah, thing yeah, i was honestly was. i mean if it would have <laughs> been wwe like because i just assumed it was going to take place in an arcade like I figured, Tony had already given some local arcade right, a blank check. Uh, so like I'm, I'm kind of glad they went with what they did because I feel like if it was a WWE kind of thing, they would have tried to be really cartoony with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they would have ended up in a ball pit. But I mean, in in the COVID era, how would they be able to get away with that? Especially well, in that's Florida. what I mean. Like, I figured Florida Tony would like just buy an arcade. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's to- he has he <laughs> doesn't know what like money is. Jesus. Like, he doesn't have to. Th- he doesn't have to think about it the way. How we much do. is so? Like, yeah, he can just be like, I'm gonna go buy that. We'll do whatever we want in it, and then, you know, I'll sell it. Like, I'll do something with it. I guess Christian, when he got back from from his match, uh, Tony nice. was just like basically you know, overwhelmed with how good it was. And he gave Christian a hug and Christian told him, he said, Hey, I'm here to work. I'm here to, you know, actually put in not, he said he didn't want to do his best of, he actually wanted to come back and really go out there and work, which he obviously did. So that's cool too. So do you think like, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to, it's not a real argument. It was dumb. So just move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, 
I uh, nope, now I want to hear I it. argued with myself hear it. as I was saying it, and I was wrong. So I was going to ask, like, <laughs> what do you think makes people only pick certain old timer guys or whatever to be mad about taking young guys' spots? And then I was like, no, it's just the part time guys. Like, it's just the dudes that come back once a year. That's not Christian. Never mind. He's going to be a pretty regular worker. So moving on. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah, he's going to be a regular, actually work every week, hopefully, type of yeah. guy. So, And, I mean, he still had such great timing and stuff, considering that's the first singles match he's had in seven years. Yeah. So, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Uh, All right, quick, well. Before uh, we get out of here, uh, I do want to – we had some new music at the beginning of this. So I want to yeah. give a shout-out to uh, the dude that did that. I had our buddy Stephen Marsh. Uh, hook us up you can go check him out on social media he does uh he's a dj uh he does a bunch of weird stuff too like he's he works on a boat he always puts out some weird videos but you can follow him everywhere at uh the pyro steve okay yeah he added me is he you got my uh, interest he, i he mean uh, he could have is that what you're if you give him time <laughs> You know, he works like on a boat, uh, and so all of his <laughs> videos, uh, like all of his DJ stuff is happening on the boat. Like, it's a very weird little setup he has, but he does a lot of like uh, live DJ stuff on social media. It's pretty good. I mean, if you're into, you know, that kind of music at all, uh, that's very cool. I, I don't, I don't blame I can't swim, so I swimmer. stay away from boats. I'm a terrible swimmer. I love boats, but I'm a terrible swimmer. So. <laughs> But uh, that was a that was the end of our uh, episode for this. Um, we actually are under our time. Uh, we're usually right on an hour and a half, but uh, since yeah, yeah under, so I suggest week. we let Jason yeah. run away with some of his fanfic. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> he's so here's what's going to happen. Okay. First of all, it's sad and <laughs> he's, impressive that he's ready. He's, <laughs> he's always ready. It's like we stopped and planned it, but I swear we didn't. I mean, you have to be, right? That's The whole thing <laughs> okay, is about so being able weird. to fantasy book whatever you can fantasy book. Like, right, all there is to let's it. hear no, it. No. Right? Don't tease no. us. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to have to wait until next uh, week. You got me on spot here. Uh, now, see, yeah. that's called a cliffhanger ending. Draven needs to finish well, now. To find something. Right? I'm going to do something with... Uh, I'm gonna do something. Gonna do something with this erection, now, so, and that's our, and that's our show. Uh, and it was dynamite. Is that our close? Are we going with that? I don't think we agreed on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Yeah, well, we, I will see you guys next out. time. Thank you all for listening. Um, and uh, enjoy. This was our highest. Tell your friends ever, to listen. So we'll see. You- yeah, tell your friends to listen to this. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell, your tell your enemies to listen. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys uh, next week. See you guys week. later. <laughs>